we're going to look at the purpose of Christmas. A purpose means what? What does does it mean to have purpose? Have a meaning? What else? You're right, have a meaning. Does purpose mean anything else? A what? Uh, Say it again, buddy. Goal, yes, a goal. Thank you. I'm sorry. Yes. Have a reason for something. Okay. Y'all did great about that. So what? It, so the purpose of Christmas, we're going to look at Matthew. Now, to understand this whole thing, we have to have a little background study of Matthew. Now, although some of these things I'm about to tell you, they're not to fill in on notes, but if you're learning to take notes, here, here's a couple of things that we gotta we got to learn. First, First, when we're studying a book, we always got to understand who wrote the book. In this case, Matthew, right? So if I'm, when I'm studying something, I write, Matthew's the author. Okay, he's the author. Matthew has another name, doesn't he? The other name is what? I'll give five bucks to anyone who knows it, without help. Who was Matthew? Who was his other name? You know it? Five, four, three, two. No, without help. You, you look. All right, one. Levi. Levi. Oh, my gosh. Get over it. I'm sorry. It was not on purpose. Well, here's the deal. Y'all just need to answer questions. I don't have to bribe you. Um, so Levi, shh. So his name was Levi. He was Jewish. So his name, Matthew, Levi. So when you hear those uh, um, things, he was a tax collector. But each author of the Gospels wrote for different reasons. Matthew's reason for writing his, his story here his book was to prove that Jesus Christ was Messiah. Messiah and Christ are the same word. Messiah in Hebrew means anointed one. Christ in Greek means anointed one. Okay? So, he wanted to prove that Jesus Christ was the Messiah, that Jesus was the Messiah that they had been waiting for. So he goes through a lot of the Old Testament. He proves a lot of the parts of the prophets to show some different things. And this includes the birth of Christ. So, let's start with verse 18. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put, um, put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for, 
for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son that you shall call him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And all this took place to fulfill the, uh, what the Lord had spoken to the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call him, uh, his name, what? Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. So the purpose of Christmas, we're going to look at what, what Christ's birth did for us, the reasons, we're going to look at all that. So first, when we look through the scriptures here, we need to understand a few things on the words. Now, if you're taking notes with me, now the birth of Jesus Christ, circle Christ and put anointed one. That way you know what that word means. What does Christ mean? Anointed one. What does Messiah mean? Anointed one. What does Christ mean? All right, let's do it one more time. What does Christ mean? All right, what does Messiah mean? So they're the same words. Christ is Greek. Messiah is Hebrew. Okay. So Jesus Christ took his uh, place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed. Now underline that word betrothed. Betrothed is that engagement period. Engagement at that time in Jewish culture was like being married. They actually would call each other husband and wife, but they were not yet married. Okay, they were engaged, but it was very serious and a very serious commitment. So she was betrayed to who? She was betrothed to who, I meant, is uh, Joseph. So she was engaged to Joseph. And before they knew each other as husband and wife, she was found to be with child. Now, a woman at that time, you need to understand Jewish culture, a woman at that time was a second-class citizen. That, that's not to be rude, that's just the culture. And a lot of times they had very little rights. And so here's Joseph, he knew that he had not been with her, and he sees that she's pregnant. What does Joseph immediately think? She's what? She's, she's cheated on him, Right? When he sees Mary, he goes, she's cheated with me. She's pregnant. Okay? So at that time, this is what the, the husband could do. He could have her stoned to death. That's what he could have done. But Joseph decides not to do that. Joseph actually decides to take the most respectful way out and privately divorce her. That was actually very very righteous, okay, proving that, that God did not just choose Mary, but he also chose Joseph too, okay, and we see that Joseph was ready to do the right things, but we see that the angel of the Lord came and says, hey, Mary is not cheated, she is pregnant by the Holy Spirit, you're about to have the Messiah, but something else happened when they, when the angel addressed it, he said, Joseph, son of who? David. This is very important. 
because the, uh, the prophet said, hey, he's going to come from the house of David. And David, the house of David was in line for the king. So when you see David here, circle David, draw, draw an arrow next to it and write king. This is big. This is the line for the king. Okay. So these are the things kind of happening. So let's talk about what Christ's birth did. And we started jumping into this already. First, Christ's birth fulfilled prophecy. Fulfilled prophecy. Fulfilled prophecy. See, here's the deal. Is a prophet a prophet if the prophecy never came true? Okay? All right. My point with that is, here were the prophets of the Old Testament, and they said, this is what's going to happen. The point, the reason that Matthew's going back here is he's showing a Jewish culture, here is what our prophet said, and here is how it fulfilled. This is how it was fulfilled by Jesus Christ. He was the one we were waiting for. So Matthew does that several times, but, but many things he's mentioning that the fulfillment of prophecy. All right, so let's look at this. One thing he's mentioned is that, that Joseph says, and he, for he will save his people from their sins. Salvation from sins was repeated, promised in Old Testament. Prophets, they many times said, hey, he's gonna, someone's going to come and save, save our people from their sins, save our people from their sins, save our people from their sins. To this point, what would happen is uh, a firstborn lamb would come, they would go sacrifice that lamb year after year after year. They would have a new lamb. They would sacrifice that lamb. Here comes Christ, and he's going to be the perfect lamb, the firstborn of God, and he is going to fill those needs. But this is what, here's a couple of the verses. Isaiah 42 says, 40 verse 2 says, Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and cry to hear that her warfare is ended that her iniquity is pardoned, that she will receive from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. Isaiah um, 53, 6, We are like sheep who have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord has laid his hand in the iniquity of all of us. And many more verses. All of it says, we, will, we have sinned, but God will deliver us. We have sinned, but one day God will deliver us. We have sinned, but God will deliver us. And Isaiah talks very clearly that God was going to send someone. He was going to send a Messiah. He was going to send an anointed one. Well, here Matthew says in verse 23, this was to fulfill what the prophets had spoken. This comes from actually Isaiah 7.14. And the verse goes like this. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Another word in Hebrew is for sign is, therefore, the Lord himself will give you a miracle. He will give you a, a, a showing. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Okay, 
So here we have several things going on. This was big. So what we have here is that the, the, the prophet Isaiah says in 714, regarding the virgin birth, it would be the coming of the Savior. And the Hebrew word here, Alma, means virgin or maiden, generally denotes an unmarried woman who's a virgin. Okay, the, And so this prophecy here show, uh, uh, is very important because Matthew wants to show and present that the virgin birth of Jesus as God's miraculous fulfillment of the promise in person of Jesus the Messiah. That Jesus is what God promised. The purpose of Christmas is not that we go and we exchange gifts or sing carols or drink hot chocolate, although it's phenomenal. All right? Those are not the reasons that we do it. Actually, Jesus' birth did not even happen on December the 25th, okay? Jesus' birth actually happened sometime in April. But, but we have put this into perspective and holiday and this actually came from another Roman holiday. The reason I'm telling you that is people use that against you to get you upset. They'll say, well, you celebrate something that's not even really, you know, a Christian holiday. And they get you upset because you don't know enough history. They're absolutely correct. We've taken this from someone else, but we have made it into Christian. Okay? The, the originally, Christmas was a... a, a a Roman pagan holiday that worshipped the sun god. Okay? That's where it came from. Constantine, when he took over and became a Christian, he changed some of the holidays. Two of them in particular, Christmas and Easter. The reason that Easter is lunar is because, it, because, um, because uh, that's why Easter changes. It was uh, celebrated of the moon god. That's why it was lunar. It was celebrated on that. Christmas was the sun god, and they believed that the sun rose on the 25th. Okay? That's where it came from, but it doesn't matter. We celebrate it for something different. Okay? This is not to confuse you. This is not to make you, but people are now using this against us because a lot of times we're not educating you, and so you'll fight, and then when you find out that what they said is true, you begin to doubt that we've made stuff up. We have made nothing up. Jesus Christ was born. Do we know the exact time? No. But we do know that when, when, um, when he called the census in, we know that happened sometime in April. And we took from a lot of things from Roman, taxes being one thing, and that is why taxes are in April. <laughs> okay is from the Romans, uh, and things are just not crazy while they, they happen. We've taken things from different cultures, and we know that the census was um, called about that time. How? Because we have official seals that say this is when this happened. That's why we kind of know that probably happened sometime in April. Do we know for sure? No. Um, so we don't have an exact date. But what we need to understand, that's not the point of Christmas. The point of Christmas is he's a fulfilled promise. See, God promised his son Jesus. See, a lot of times we get so caught up in things I just told you about. Oh, no. 
that should never shake your faith. The history of why we have it on a certain date should never shake your faith. But unfortunately for some people, it does. But what needs to strengthen your faith is that, that, that the fulfillment of the prophets, it means that it's a fulfillment of a promise. Jesus was a fulfillment of the promise that he was going to come, and he did. Being born of a virgin means that he was not born of man. He was born of the Spirit. This was huge. Last part. Christ's birth also shows us, on the purpose of Christmas, shows us grace. Grace. What does grace mean? What does grace mean? Yes. Getting something you don't deserve. Okay. So, how, how is Jesus' birth then grace? Okay? That's a hypothetical question, so let me answer. So, we needed salvation. We see that several times. We needed salvation. And we see that these names that he's going to be given here all meant something to show what we needed. That grace of getting shows us the gospel and that we needed salvation of our sins. So the name Jesus here, okay, uh, it means God saves. The Hebrew word for this is Yahshua, which we say Joshua. Joshua and Jesus are the same words. And they both mean God saves. Jesus is Greek. Joshua is Hebrew. So Jesus, God saves. Why the Messiah title, Emmanuel, means what? God with us. Jesus means God saves. Emmanuel means God with us. And interesting that Matthew will even conclude his gospel with the theme, and lo, I am always what? With you. That God was with us. Emmanuel, so let's look at this. Emmanuel means God with us. It literally means that God was among us. What did Jesus do? He walked among us. He lived among us. He, he slept. He had human emotions. He had friends. He had people betray him. This is grace. He lived and he showed us grace and mercy. And this is huge. Because see here, one day he was sitting on his throne. The next day he was sitting here with us. And he limited himself to the things of human beings. Why? Well, he needed to come and live a sinless life. And with that, he gave himself up freely to die for our sins. The reason is that fulfilled promise. The purpose of Christmas is the fulfilled promise. The purpose of Christmas is to show grace. It's to show what we got, what we did not deserve. It is not about getting that present that you really want. It's not about getting new technology. 
It's not about even traditions, how great they are, or not how great they are, but it's about what he has done for us. So this holiday season, as we enter in, it's really easy to get caught up into all these things. And I, I'll be honest with you, I'm going to get caught up in it too, and I've got to be cautious. But it can't be about what we have made Christmas into. As Christians, we should be celebrating the fulfillment of the promise. As Christ, uh, Christians, we should celebrate and take opportunities to show the grace of God. Yesterday was what day? Do y'all know? If it's Cyber Monday and what's Tuesday? Giving Tuesday. Y'all ever heard that? It's pretty popular. Uh, there, so you have Thanksgiving, you have Black Friday, then you have Cyber Monday. Y'all have heard of Cyber Monday? And then Tuesday is called Giving Tuesday. Am I the only one that's ever heard of Giving Tuesday? Well, then you need to talk to everybody because it's all over the internet. That means y'all don't really pay attention. Uh, it's on Instagrams and everything else. It's Giving Tuesday. So yesterday was called Giving Tuesday. And you're talking when I'm talking. That's why y'all don't see things like that. Um, Giving Tuesday. And so I love that because it's a day that you give and you give donations and uh, different charity events. But the point of Giving Tuesday is this, that, 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 that a reminder that the season is not about us. And unfortunately, this is worldly people doing this, where we as Christians need to be in that mind of giving to others. So, what, so my challenge for you during this season is what are you going to do to maybe give back to others? One of the things you can do is this Saturday at 9 o'clock, we're going to be at the Hamilton Christian Academy, and we're going to be helping them paint and do landscaping that uh, they cannot do for themselves that we're going to help. Maybe you don't have time for that. Maybe you can find something a little more simpler. But look for something that you can do to give to others. Why? Because this is an opportunity to show grace and to show the gospel in our actions. The Bible is very clear that we show the gospel with our words and our deeds. Let's pray, and you'll be dismissed. Me and Drew are going to, since we don't have music tonight, me and Drew will be here. So if you've got to talk to me and Drew, maybe about salvation, maybe about Christmas, um, we'll be, we'll be glad to talk to you guys. Let's pray. Holy Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this time in your word. Um, we thank you for your message, um, and Father, we ask right now, Lord, that you'll forgive us where we have failed you, and lead us this week to be excited about the fulfillment of your promises, and be excited about what was shown to us in the manger, it was not just a baby, but we saw grace, we saw mercy, Father, we saw the fulfillment of your promises, Father, it was all there, in your name. Amen.